Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. The Horn, we got a lot to get into and don't have a lot of time to do it. We're here for a good time, but not a long time. We're off early for Texas baseball. We'll talk Texas baseball, as a matter of fact, coming up next segment. We'll preview that matchup coming up versus West Virginia. A lot on the line for Texas baseball. We got my man Hardball to help us break it down. In the meantime, this segment, NBA playoff review. The Miami Heat get a big win, game one, over the Boston Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals. We'll review that, but also preview the Lakers and the Nuggets game two tonight. Uh, we'll also talk about a uh, lifetime Longhorn who are climbing the ladder of the coaching ranks in the NBA. Uh, NFL news notes and nuggets. Top of the four o'clock. We'll talk about Rojo and Bijan. Often uh, both of those guys getting uh, rave reviews already in the NFL. We'll talk some Cowboys as well. Uh, their new offensive coordinator giving us some clues and hints as to what the Cowboys offense will look like coming up this season. We'll get to all of that and more before we do. Let's introduce you to the rest of the crew. He was a second round pick for the Montreal Expos but a first round pick for the Austin Radio Network. He originally committed to the University of Texas, but decided to forego the 40 acres and chase his dream in the cheese. Pimping ain't easy, but for this man, it's a breeze. Ladies and gentlemen, Mike Hardball Hard. What's going on, brother? Man, it's a perfect day for Hardball. We got a beautiful, Mm -hmm. beautiful day outside. I mean, you can't expect anything less than a great performance tonight as Texas takes on West Virginia at home with a chance to at least get a share 
of the Big 12 championship. Give me some of that. This is what the pressure is all about. This is what you sign up for. This is what happens when you come to the University of Texas. You play for championships, and that's what we expect to do. But let me talk oh, about shoot. my man who, you know, played a little bit for some championships around here as well. He hails from H-Town with the get down. He's a lifetime Longhorn and a proud card-carrying member of DBU. Legendary lifetime and now college football Hall of Fame Longhorn Derek Johnson said he was the best cover corner he had ever seen. He's a former NFL DB that still has that passion for film study, but he's not a fan of white condiments. But, of course, he is a fan of you, the listeners. He is my man and yours, Rod Babies. I appreciate the intro, as always. That's not a waste any time introducing the real MVP, one of the hardest working members of the ARN family. He's got a hustler spirit, period. We don't know what he's paid, but we're sure that he's underpaid. It is Patrick Davis, y'all. What's going on, Patrick? Oh, you know, still just basking in the glow. Uh, basking in the glow, yes. Uh, so is Jimmy, or as they call him, Jimmy. Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Buckets, uh, playoff Jimmy, whatever you want to call him, uh, gentlemen, once again. Michael Jordan's son. MJ's son. <laughs> I know, that was conspiracy theories now sweeping uh, the Twitterverse and the interweb about Jimmy Butler. Uh, could he be Michael Jordan's son? No, he ain't Michael Jordan's son, but he definitely got that dog in him. He definitely got uh, that that's dog. That's what they got in common is that dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Heat with a big win, one twenty. 23-116 over the Celtics in game one of the Eastern Conference Finals. We'll discuss that here and break it down. Uh, hit us up on the Specs text line. Give us your thoughts, your comments, all of your questions as well, whatever you got to say. 512-337-3776. It also is a uh, new theme Thursday edition of Ball Don't Lie. Uh, we'll try to do better than we did on the midweek movie music edition no of doubt. Ball Don't Lie. When, no doubt. Uh, it took Harge and I, well, at least Harge ended up getting it. It took us a little bit longer uh, than expected to get the feature of midweek movie music. Shout out to Patrick. Uh, for Broad and High Horizons, but it was Roadhouse. Hopefully, we'll do better with the new theme for New Theme Thursday. All right, let's dive deep into it here, gentlemen, because the Miami Heat continue to impress. You're talking about an eight seed, guys. I think that's the best way to kind of frame it, right? Yeah. So that everybody said this is an eight seed. Now, the Lakers also, you're talking about a play in team uh, coming in as well. So you got uh, that on kind of both sides. Uh, but the Miami Heat, different story altogether uh, because a lot of what they're doing right now is great. Coaching, great front office moves, and a lot of Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler, gentlemen, in the playoffs right now, averaging 31.5 points per game, 6.5 rebounds, 5.5 assists, 2.1 steals, uh, with 52% field goal percentage in the playoffs, and he kept it up in game one. 35 points, 5 rebounds, 7 assists, and 6 steals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In a road playoff game. Yeah. In Boston. <laughs> in, in, in Boston. Boston. <laughs> in Boston. Yeah. There you go. No doubt. No, you're right about that. It's, it was unbelievable. I'll give you this stat. Then we can kind of open the floor up here for conversation. Jimmy Butler had his second career road playoff game, gentlemen, with 30 points, five, at least five rebounds, at least five assists, and at least five steals. The only other player to do that twice on the road since steals have been tracked and <clears> calculated <throat> Yeah, you got it. Yeah, you know. MJ. His daddy. His daddy. I'm that baby daddy. I'm that baby peppy. <laughs> uh, well, he plays like he got that dog in him, He man. definitely does. Yeah. He definitely does. And when you got a chance to really watch it and watch him take over the basketball game, it's nothing that is forced. He doesn't seem to be that guy that is definitely – Give me the ball. I'm going to take the shot. Give me the ball. No, he plays the basketball game. He just out-hustles everybody. Mm-hmm. And he, he makes sure that if we're going to lose, it's going to be a street fight. 
We're going to make sure we take it to you. I'm going to guard their, your best player, and I want you to put whoever you want on me because I'm going to attack him the entire time. And the other part about it, he was 9 of 10 from the free throw line. I don't think he gets enough credit for his, his performance at the free throw line as well because that's concentration. That is definitely making sure that everything you do translate on the basketball court. But not only that, I got to give it to Spolstra. I mean, we don't talk enough about what Eric Spolstra does for this team. Remember, they had moments where uh, Udonis Haslam was about to fight Jimmy early this year mm-hmm. about the disrespect. He was like, put some respect on that man's name. And they came to an agreement, and obviously they've gone on to play well. But I saw this stat too, Rod, and, and I know you appreciate this. The, the most points by undrafted players – in this year's playoffs, is the Miami Heat. Undrafted players, mm-hmm. 524 points by undrafted players. That goes back to coaching. And the front office. And, and the front office. Coach Riley and Coach Spo. Re- recognizing <laughs> yep. mm-hmm. guys that aren't the, the name guys, but getting the most out of them. The ones that, as you like to say, Got that dog in them. Yeah, they got, they that, got a chip they on got them. They got that junkyard dog They in got them. it in them. Yeah. They, that's, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. That's, a, that's a culture thing. Absolutely. That's, and I'll add to that stat just because it's a great stat. By the way, that is double the amount of the rest of the teams Absolutely. in the playoffs combined. 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 All right? Yeah. In terms of that, the point total. But if you go look at the most points by undrafted players in the last 50 years in the playoffs, the Miami Heat in 2022 first. All time with 576. Miami Heat of 2023, third with that 524 yep. right now. And they ain't, they ain't, they ain't even done. They ain't done. The Houston Rockets, actually, 1981 Houston Rockets sandwiched in between there with 562. Shout out to the Mavs. You're fifth in the last 50 years. Uh, that 2022 Mavs squad with 372 behind the 1975 Bullets. So to your point, Harge, it is it is miraculous yes. what they're doing, and I think that's more of a credit to uh, Pat Riley in the front office. Also, supposed before this, but how about this uh, as a great kind of just a it really is a testament to how uh, great of a coach uh, Coach Spolster is, and we you're right, we just don't give him enough credit. Um, then that third quarter, that Miami Heat scored. 46 points in that third quarter. I think it was on 25 possessions. It was the second most efficient uh, quarter of the playoffs for any team, period. And that's where they really took over the game. Yep. Uh, in that quarter, the Celtics never called a timeout. Which, you realize that? Which, which explains that crazy, a lot. This, that's, which explains a lot. This, this, but how, here's the flip side of that. The Celtics went on a 7-0 run to start the fourth quarter. Spolstra called the timeout 94 seconds into the quarter. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah, 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 nah, nah. Well, you can see what's happening. <laughs> yeah. And so to me, that to me kind of sums up this matchup. There, is, there are a lot of advantages on both sides, but the coaching advantage definitely on the side of the Miami Heat. Yeah, no and I mean, when we look at a team that, like the Celtics just haven't looked like they're that they've been able to turn it on at any given point this right. entire playoffs. That if they get down, there's no switch for them. And Miami clearly has that switch. And you can thank the uh, the Atlanta Hawks for waking them up because Miami was supposed to be a seven seed. They lost that 7-8 game that they were supposed to beat the Hawks in. Mm. And that's why they dropped to the eight seed. But they dropped that one and everyone goes, well, I guess the, the, the Heat are done. And they just got that massive chip on Jimmy's shoulder 
he woke up and came out of hibernation and has been dominating ever since. But I think we saw in that second half, they have that ability, and Spolster has that ability to pull it out of them to go, hey, man, we need to play good. We need to play good. All right, we're, we're not playing bad. Boston's a better team. They're more talented than us. And then at halftime, be like, you really think they're that much better than you? You just played a half of them. You hmm. think they're better than you? Why don't you go out there and show them how much better you are? And they came out in that second half. And, like, this is where we talk about coaching, and you just brought it up, that, that not calling a timeout, not being able to just slow it down at a point. Yep. But just to go from to go from up nine to down double digits in a quarter, it just progress like it never seemed to be turn the tide turning back and not be switching out rotations, not trying things, not trying to, you know, hey, play more physical on defense. Hey, they're shooting free throw, that's fine. We just need to slow the game down. We just need to get the game back in our control. Get Jason Tatum in the half court and let him do what he does. They didn't do any of that. Nope. They just let it keep pouring on them. Looking at looking around on the bench, seeing who's going to stop it. You're like, coach, you have to stop it, nope. and then you have to get them set back and calm again. They didn't do it until they got into the the break, which clearly the break helped them because the quarter break they come back out and start playing good again. Yeah, but they're just too far down then. The uh, to to add to your point, Patrick, they <laughs> Boston actually won the other three quarters. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yes, but they were so yes. the third quarter they were so blown out in the third quarter. It was such, such a lopsided quarter for them. It basically ended up determining the game. They were here's a great stat for you before last night's. Uh, game teams were thirty and two in this year's playoffs when winning three of the four quarters. Mm. The only uh, losses were Golden State beat the Kings and uh, the Heat beat the Bucks, and now the Heat have done it again. The yeah. Heat. This is the se- so there have been three games so far this playoffs where a team won. Uh, basically, a team lost three of the four quarters and still won the game, and, and two of them are the Miami Heat. Mm. <laughs> How does, they know what, how to play, man. Well, because when Jimmy when Jimmy's yep. on, Jimmy's on, and you're right, they they do they play great as a team. As a matter of fact, another great stat team stat for them. Five of these other, if you look at Jim, take Jimmy out of it because yep. Jimmy 35 yep. points. Jimmy's on his own. Jimmy is in rarefied air, man. He's on his own planet right now. In his own Jimmy universe. gone Jimmy. Jimmy, you damn right he's on Jimmy. <laughs> uh, uh, five of the other six uh, Heat players to log at least 10 minutes all scored at least 15 points. Right. It ain't no fun if your homie can't have none. Get they all in. got in on Get it. Get it in. Get it, it in. And on the contrary, on the other side of it, you look at what Boston did in the third and fourth quarter, it is utterly amazing to me that he took – Jason Tatum took four shots, folks, in the entire second half. No, that's crazy. Four. That can't be true. Zero. In the fourth quarter. And how is he going to talk about him being one of the best players on the planet and that that be the case in the playoffs? Zero in the fourth quarter. At home, game one. See, this is the, this is what's wrong with the Boston Celtics. They, this, and I, they, they do have a, a, a tendency to play with their food. <laughs> I like and that. And ends up getting like them that. in trouble. I like that. They are the villain in the movie that talks too damn much when they really – they basically have the hero. They got him done. They got him caught. It's it's over. All they got to do is just, you know, t- pull the trigger or kill yep. him, whatever they're going to do, yep. or push the button, whatever they're going to do, and then their their plot can come to fruition. 
and yet they want to sit there and talk, talk to him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and talk to and confess to him. Yeah. And have this testimonial about I've been chasing you for yeah. years. <laughs> Let me I remember when I first saw you. Yeah. Yeah. I well, was thinking, all, I got to get all, to you. Yeah, all the while the hero's like yeah. <laughs> trying like, to get out of the rope. He's like getting untied. He's trying to talk to him too. Well, what do you mean when you were looking at me like that? Why were you stalking me? Tell me why. Waiting on the partner, their partner to come. Right. Waiting on somebody to come say that. That's the that's the Celtics this year. Because we remember they did it. Listen, I they, like that. They did it with the Hawks. Remember, yep. they did it with the Hawks. They had that. They had that game. Basically, had, they have games where they have no business losing that they'll end up losing. Yep. Right. They had that game where they collapsed versus the Hawks. I think they were up three one, and they had a one hundred nine ninety six lead with just over six minutes left in the game, and they started playing with their food. Yep. They started having their soliloquy. Ah, uh, you know what? I've been waiting on this moment yeah. forever. Yeah. And I just, it's so sweet to now finally have you where I want you. And it's like, just finish them off. What are you doing? Shut up. Go finish for them it. Yeah. Why are you talking? And they, they, and they, by the way, they did it against the. They Girl, did, don't go in there. Girl, don't go in there. <laughs> they had those moments. They had that game. The game one against uh, the 76ers was like that for them. Yep. They had the highest effective, uh, the effective field goal uh, percentage in a loss in NBA playoff history in that game. They were they, they were balling out, and yet they found a way to lose the game. It's like they go out of their way, and like you said, this is it's mind blowing that Jason Tatum, who considers himself, and he's right by the way, yeah, to be one of the the best players on the planet in, in the game of basketball. But how could you allow that moment, the fourth to slip quarter, away from half, you, to slip away from you? Yeah, exactly. You I don't just, care you who. A spectator? Exactly. You're, you're the sitting best there player? watching. You're a spectator, right? What? Turning the ball over, too. He was turning it over. I mean, he just wasn't playing good basketball. And like you said, I think a lot of that, too, is when you have a guy like Jimmy Butler who's not afraid of the moment. He's the villain. Yeah, he (laughs) is the villain. villain. (laughs) That's like he tells him. He's like, "Uh, I came here to kill you. And that's it. He's like Denzel and Equalizer. Exactly. There ain't no drama. No, he's doing like this. He's going like this. Uh, 10 seconds. He ain't even going to tell you how many seconds he's got. He's just going to start his watch and be ready to... Go crazy on you and then get up out of there. Exactly. And that's the funny thing is because if you want to consider yourself him, Mm -hmm. you have to be him. Yes, that 51-point game, you started reading your press clippings. Oh, I did that. I did that. No, man, it's over. It's a new week. It's a new series. It's a new team. In the heat, like Jimmy Butler said in his post game, we don't care what y'all think. Oh, that's good sound. We don't even think about it. We just go for it, and we just let it happen. That's the thing that I sit there and I look at with Jimmy, and I'm like, Boston, you need to be that guy. Even if you got a young coach, you have to be that guy that goes in the huddle and say, hey, man, give me the ball. Yeah, and Jason Tatum, Mm -hmm. if you want to be that guy, you need to be the guy who walks in the huddle and goes, our coach is an idiot. Yes. Our coach sucks. <laughs> he can't coach us to anything. He's sitting over here not calling a timeout. That's, that's insane. Cool. You can I'm call in this huddle and go, you give me that ball. You set me a screen. I'm coming out and hitting it. Any of y'all think you're better than me, you take the shot. None of y'all are better than me. Yep. I'm going to go out there and play. But he doesn't want to do that because he wants because it's a lot of work, too, in the fourth quarter of a game where they're targeting you that they don't want to, you know, they're ball denying you and everything else. One of the reasons Steph Curry is so great is because he's so good at getting open. He's constantly when, moving. He's when constantly. he's got when he gets ball denied. Yeah. And Jason Tatum is just he it looks like but he has done that for years, is disappointed disappeared at points of games and then can put up forty in a game because if like, well, if you if he doesn't ever disappear, then he's really, really good. But you have to be consistent and you have to be the leader. 
I for young guys, it's really hard to step into that role until you're closer to thirty to really step into being that guy. Yep. But if you want to say that you love Kobe Bryant, that's what Kobe did. Mm-hmm. Kobe, Kobe's the one who made Pau Gasol into a champion. Because Kobe went to Pau Gasol and was like, you're better than what you're playing like. You need to suck it up. You're costing us this finals right now. You need to play at a higher level. And then they go and win a championship with Pau Gasol. Kobe is the one who went to him. So you need to have that guy where you're like, I'm going to get everyone on my team to play better, and then I'm going to play better. And then we're unstoppable because we are more talented than they are. And it- Duncan Robinson's getting minutes. Yes. <laughs> they were saying he should have been yeah. cut, just yeah. straight up cut. Yeah. And he's getting minutes and beating you in some of these games. Yep. You you can't allow stuff like that. Guys that you could have had that would have been it would have been G League players for you. They can't are even make your you right roster. Now. The guys that can't even make your roster are beating you. Yeah. That's a great that's like Texas football sometimes. Yeah, it, does. Like it is. Guys, it is. You had guys on, on teams in the Big Twelve that are beating you, they can't even make your roster. Because they, exactly. they care. Because they care. Better coached. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's part of it. And too. they got both of those chips on that shoulder yeah. Yeah. because they are the guys that everybody overlooked. But it's it's funny that you bring up the Kobe aspect of it because that's who Jason Tatum had trained yeah. with. That's his mentor. That was his idol. That was the person that he spent all this time with perfecting his moves. And then you get to the fourth quarter and you can't have a move. There had been not one game in Kobe's life. When Kobe was a rookie, he was shooting air balls at the end of games because he wanted to be that guy. And Shaq had to tell him, hey, man, get the ball to me. Kobe's like, no, I'm going to shoot because you go home early and you're out partying and I'm in the gym shooting all the time. (laughs) No, I'm shooting it. And the irony is you're going up against a guy that has that mentality in Jimmy Butler. You have to match that kind of energy because if you don't, then he's just going to take over the whole damn game. Yes, he will. And we saw that with Jimmy Buckets, man. So it's it's going to be interesting because the the Celtics, like I said, they, they are the ultimate underachiever. Yeah. Right now, yeah. and the uh, Heat are the ultimate overachiever. It's, uh, it, it it's was, unbelievable what the Heat are doing. They're the bag of misfits toys. It you know really what is. That's yeah. what exactly they are. Right. They are. No, yep. and I mean, and we'll see point. Jimmy Butler respond in game two, most likely. And you go, Jimmy, we get you can respond. And that's awesome because you can go win game two. But this is you need to be able to respond in game. You yeah. need to get slapped in the face and You're respond. You're talking about Jason. You're talking about Jason. Jason Tatum. Tatum. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. yeah. Uh, you need to respond. Yeah, I'm like Jim, no, Jimmy. Jimmy already know. Jason Tatum needs to respond in game. Yeah. You will have a good. <laughs> but that's you need to you need to respond because that is basically what's happened is he'll get in these games underperform. Everyone will talk bad about him. He will come out and yep. prove everybody wrong. But if you're not walking into the game trying to prove everybody wrong every time, yep. you can't go at the end of the series and say humbly, I'm one of the best players in in the world. And then not have to feel like you have to back that up all the time. Four shots in the second half total. That's, if that's, you miss them, fine. Yeah, yes. I, like I don't care. On, I'd rather you miss seven shots than take four. Exactly. That, exactly. I cannot believe that. Yes. For a superstar in the NBA, that's unforgivable. Uh, everybody like, out there at the free throw line yelling MVP, MVP. No, sir. No, no. sir. No, you can't be. Might ca- be you might need to do that for Jimmy. Yeah, you can't. You go that <laughs> damn right. You can't go Casper the Friendly Ghost and be chanting MVP on the side. No. And getting back to the Miami Heat, this is their 37th uh, clutch time win of the season, regular season and playoffs combined. Uh, that's the most in a season 
over the last uh, 25 years for them, and it ties their all-time high clutch wins came in their last uh, – sorry, in 2012-13 season, which was a title season for them. Yeah. So they, they're great in clutch. I, I'm with you. It's, it's unbelievable they're doing it with, like I said, a, 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 a roster that probably, if you looked at it, talent – and talent and try to compare it talent wise to the rest of the roster in the NBA, it probably would be in the bottom third, maybe, yeah, yeah. potentially, uh, or at least the bottom half, definitely. And yet they're able to do what they do because they got great chemistry, great continuity, great coaching, great culture. Um, and having all those, you know, the great the great C's, if you will, yeah. uh, they're putting it all together, man. And it's like, it reminds me of that quote from that movie, uh, Miracle. Where the the coaches are trying to figure out the roster for Team USA, mm-hmm. and one of the coaches criticizes uh, Kurt Russell's roster, and he says, "Coach, man, this roster don't even have. Are you missing all the best players? You're missing all the best guys." And he's like, "I ain't looking for the best guys. I'm looking for the right guys." There it is, and that's Pat Riley. He found. Like, he ain't looking for the best he guys. He's looking for the yeah, right and guys. I mean, he and, got and, the right guys. And when we talk about Spolster too, you got to remember. Spolster was an assistant on that twenty, that what two thousand three or whatever, whatever championship year it was with Shaq and Dwayne Wade. Yep. It was oh five. I can't. Remember. I think there's Spurs championships. I mean, that's exactly what you're thinking of. But uh, but no, but I can't remember which year so it was. Many he mixed it down. <laughs> I lose count. Is what he's trying to say. Not, this is why I wasn't good at school. I'm not great with dates. <laughs> uh, I don't memorize dates well. But the, the Miami championship with Shaq and Dwayne Wade. Spolster's on the the coaching staff. Then he's an assistant on that coaching staff. Oh yeah, like a video then, assistant or something. Yeah, yeah. well, no, he's an assi- like he's an oh, assistant. He's like he's coming okay. up and okay. coming up in the world. Then, and then he becomes a head coach after that, and he has the run with LeBron and Dwayne, and now he's having this run where they make the final in the bubbles. They're making the finals again, or in the Eastern Conference Finals right now. Like that's it's takes something special to have that culture, not only from above with Pat Riley, but also to his Spolster, who has been there through all of this. And knows how to push the right buttons and get the right things out of players. Like I, he is just continuing to climb up the chart of those those most successful coaches of all time and best coaches of all time. Uh, Eric Spoelstra quote: "This is a good one. You'll like this one, Patrick. Uh, in 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 reference to Jimmy Butler and his identity now. And we got some Jimmy Butler sound that we'll play here too. I'll kind of put a, a bow on this conversation. Um, J- quote from Eric Spoelstra: He is us, and we are him." <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Talking about Jimmy Butler. He Love is it. us and we are him. Yeah. Uh, that, that pretty much sums it up. Here's uh, Jimmy Butler in the post game, uh, letting everybody know how Jimmy feels. How, do, how does this feel to you guys, what you have done so far? And if you go back all the way to that night against Chicago and the play in, did you think then that something like this would be possible? Damn right. I did. Damn right. We did. Um, and the best part about it is we still don't care what none of y'all think. Honestly speaking, um, we don't care if you pick us to win. We never have. We never will. We know the group of guys we have in this locker room. Um, we know that Coach Bo um, puts so much confidence and belief in each and every one of us. Coach Pat as well. And so our circle's small, but this circle got so much love for one another. Um, we pump constant confidence into everybody. And we go out there and we hoop. We play basketball the right way, knowing that we always got a chance. Yeah, it's hard. We hoop. 
Right? We uh, hope. There are, there's so <laughs> many quotes you can put on T-shirts in yeah. just that one little piece of audio. Yep. <laughs> You're really good. Damn right we damn did. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you can put this damn round the front. I mean, you can, there's so many of those yeah. uh, from Jimmy Buckets. Um, oh, I love this uh, quote, though, from, uh, sorry, this uh, text from my man, uh, Chad, in regards to the Boston Celtics being the, the villain that plays with their food, the villain that talks too much. Uh, he said, my favorite villain that talks too much is the Emperor from The Return of Jedi. Yep. Yes. Very much One of the all time. Yes, it was. It is. It's like, dude, just finish him off. What are you, yeah. what are what you are waiting you, on? What are you waiting on? You're giving him, you, you got him when you, right where you want him. And then uh, that's the Boston Celtics for and some all reason. all of a sudden, a 46-point third quarter. Exactly. <laughs> Honestly, I hate to say this. Quarter. And you guys are going to hate me for, for bringing this up, but I have to because it came to mind when I was thinking about it, when I saw Chad's text. Um, you know who was the, the ultimate villain who played with their food way too much? 2021 Texas. Think about it, they got up double digits in games, playing with their food. Patrick. And then the villain that talked to us. Hard, we seen go to break. Yeah. <laughs> Long one fans start tweeting about, yes. oh, yeah, we about to win another one. Oh, man, this team looks good. And then, like, oh, what, the, what, what happened? That was Texas. Yeah, it was. Man. That was like, Texas. I feel like 2021 Texas was trying to eat the cow while it was still alive. Yeah. <laughs> Just <laughs> gnawing at it, talking about no, at it. Like, oh, we got it right here. No, we're about to. Nah, that cow's just sleeping, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was. The, I just reminded. Sorry, that, that was unnecessary. But yeah, I, it was I, unnecessary. It, it, right. I think it brought the uh, the analogy perfectly. <laughs> uh, make it make it clear to everybody. All right, let's get into uh, Texas baseball coming up next segment. Big matchup versus West Virginia coming up tonight. Actually, starting up, and well, my man Hart's gonna break it down for us and tell us why it's no such doubt. a big matchup. All that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie. Wonderful, none the horn. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Thursday, based on the songs that are played from our man Patrick. Uh, Harge and I are supposed to gather clues that lead us to the new theme of the day. Um, man, I love the song, though. Um, okay. Harge, you got anything? Do we already have Marley Fest? Uh, I, think think, so. I think we did. It's, it's closer did. to like 420. Yeah. 420. Yeah, it's around that time. I used to partake. Uh, me too. Um, in the Marley Fest, I mean. Me too. Yeah. But I didn't inhale. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it was like this. You don't, you don't have to anymore. <laughs> you can <can't> ingest. <laughs> very true. Because Willie, Willie stopped inhaling. Right? Yeah. Willie said no more smoke. He's yeah. just, I have nothing for the theme yet. Okay. I got to wait okay. for the next one. Mm, that's good. All right. Um, okay. I like that. That's a, that's a great vibe, though, to start off the show. It is, definitely. Okay. Uh, hopefully... That good mojo rubs off on Texas baseball, Harch. 
Yeah, it definitely that, needs to. Has there been a big? What's it, what's? Is this the biggest series of the season? Oh yes, by far. Right to me, yes, and absolutely. I, okay. And to the to the Texas Longhorns, if you got a chance to listen this morning on B and E, Coach Pierce was on and he was talking about this series. I mean, you yeah, sit yeah, here, yeah. you get an opportunity to have it come down to this on your home turf. That is a beautiful thing. If you go out there, it's very hard to to sweep. It's definitely hard to sweep. And as I kept saying the last couple of weeks, when they had that seven-game homestand, I said you can't go 7-0 and without getting game number one. Mm-hmm. You can't sweep without getting game number one. And this yep. is an important night. And especially, too, now you got your, your guy, Lucas Gordon, going number one for you. The biggest opportunity that you have here is you got to make sure that you put up runs because he's going to keep you in the ball game. You have to make sure that you move the baseball, put it in play, and you get a chance to clean, I mean play clean baseball. That's the most important part. West Virginia is coming in obviously. They're the number 1 team in the conference. They have done uh unbelievable work and you sit here and you look at their squad. Their their leading hitter is JJ Weatherholt. He's batting 466 on the season. He's got a slugging percentage of 829, on-base percentage of 530. And he's 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 got a uh, OPS of thirteen fifty nine. Hmm. Coach Pierce talked about it though. He said you can't you can't not uh, go after him because he can steal bases too. So you got to make sure you're making quality pitches, making quality deliveries, and making quality plays behind him, yeah. and making sure that you keep him off the base paths. Other than that, um, Texas has a, as good a chance as anybody out there. If you look at their lineup, top to bottom. There's no easy outs in that lineup as well. You know, Garrett Goumet, I told you that before. When he got here, I didn't know what to expect from him. But he came in, and he's been a leader from the jump. He's done a great job behind the play. And he's got power, and he's got big hits in clutch situations. Hmm. Dylan Campbell's done an unbelievable job as well at the play. You got Kennedy hitting 15 home runs. I mean, top to bottom, you've got guys that are contributing, and you've got some guys that you don't expect things from that come in and get an opportunity and they show up. Pitching and defense is going to keep you in this ball game. You have to do that because this is the number one team in the conference. I've heard uh, E. Hogan mention this on the morning show a couple of times as a uh, big area of concern for him uh, are the late innings. Oh, yeah, back, back in. Late Go innings in. that this team, you know, that for some reason that's when they have struggled this mm-hmm. season and it there. Man, they they've taken a lot of losses basically because of the way that they've uh, you know kind of makes it collapse, but the mm-hmm. way that they mishandled late innings in games. Yeah, what are your thoughts about that? What is the issue? How do they rectify that? And you know what, what in your opinion, um, going forward versus West Virginia, how would that affect them versus West Virginia? Pounding the strike zone. You got to mm-hmm. make sure that you pound the strike zone. You can't come in here and give up walks. Uh, you can't get behind. I always talk about this, too, whenever I'm doing the games with Craig Way. I'm always talking about the fact the most important pitch is strike one. You have to be able mm-hmm. to deliver strike one. When you're pitching behind, anybody can go up to the plate and look for a certain pitch because they've got to challenge you. And if you're if you're behind from the very rip as a, as a pitcher, it makes it easier for me to hit. As at, at the plate. So they have to get strike one, and then they start pitching off of their fastball. I know a lot of guys uh, are having a tough time finding it and staying consistent in the mm-hmm. strike zone. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Us as hitters, we're not that smart, man. 
<laughs> I've, I've, I've said it numerous hey, times. I'm glad you're honest about it. I mean, we can go up there and we can outthink ourselves a lot of time. <laughs> I'm like, oh, man, this guy's going to throw me a breaking ball right here, and he throws a fastball right down the middle. Or hmm. he can go up there and he's going to – I'm thinking fastball, and I still swing at a breaking ball in the dirt. Sometimes our aggressiveness gets us in trouble. Yeah. But if you're not around the plate and I can sit on one pitch, it's uh, I, I like advantage me in those. Hmm. And early in my career, I was I was a guy that was always trying to jump on the first pitch I saw, jump on the first pitch I saw. Later in my career, I started understanding the philosophy of hitting and setting guys up. And you mm. can see it happen quite a bit. You That's a chess match That's at the, the plate ch- right exactly. there. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly, because the reactions, hand-eye coordination is there. That's why these guys are playing at this level. But it's the thought process of how I react to pitch to pitch changes everything. And West Virginia is not going to just give you the game. I mean, their their lineup is tough. And I expect these every one of these games to be really, really highly contested. I think it's going to be a close ball game. But it goes back to what I've been saying forever, executing the opportunities that you get. If you got runners in scoring position, get them in. If you got a guy on second base, get them over. I mean, there's so many things. And if you're going to be a leadoff guy and you get a, the bunt called – up on you, get the bunt down. This is fundamental baseball. I've talked about it from the very beginning. If Texas can play fundamentals, fundamentally sound baseball, they're gonna they're just as good as anybody. Is that the situational baseball in the late innings that comes back to haunt them too? Absolutely. Yeah. It's Absolutely. Not thinking the game through as you're talking about. And, and sometimes overthinking it. Because the pressure of the game sometimes mm-hmm. Some people can't slow their heart rate down. Some people aren't able to coach calls a slider, but he holds on to it just a little bit too much, mm-hmm. and it bounces, and then you get a wild pitch. I mean, there's so many things that factor into this. And, I, you know, don't make the moment bigger than it is. You worked hard to get to this. You worked hard to play to this point, and you got the, you got the crowd behind you. You got the home field advantage. Mm-hmm. Go in there and use it to your advantage. And to win the Big 12 regular season, we're talking about a sweep plus help from... Yes, they can be co-champions no matter... If they sweep, they're co-champions. Okay. But they need uh, Oklahoma State to lose one game to OU because they're playing Bedlam. They're having the Bedlam series right now. Which anything can happen in Bedlam. Anything can happen in Bedlam. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. It's a little, High stakes poker, baby. It's a, little, it's a little stressful, but uh, this is when they're supposed to be playing their best baseball. Yeah. Uh, you know who your you know your best rotation is, and you're right. Uh, those Everybody's got to step up. Uh, no doubt. In, in key moments, in clutch moments, uh, and make some key plays for Texas baseball. Um, all right, so um, Texas baseball tonight, uh, we're off early at 615. We're going to yep. give you up to Texas baseball versus West Virginia. Uh, that is the biggest series, it's hard said, biggest series of the season so far for Texas. No doubt. Just so happens to be the very last one at home for them, too. So uh, that is a huge plus. And I know Texas baseball fans are going to be out there, especially since the weather. Oh, my gosh. It's beautiful It is actually yeah, it's a perfect day for baseball. It is. Let's play two, baby. (laughs) Let's play two. Uh, No doubt about that. My my, my man, shout out to my man, Mark Mark Pena. He's already at a – He's already at Matt's El Rancho right now, losing his mind. He's like, Ooh. "This is insane." Oh no, yeah, no. I, I was like, it's, it, I'm, "I'm a little stressed thinking about." It. I'm like, "Man, that's a little stressful thinking about it." Exactly. Uh, and I heard Coach Pierce on with B and E, and I encourage anybody to go uh, check out their podcast because it, it was uh, really interesting. But he just kept emphasizing the first game. Yep. They kept you talking get about. One. So he's like, "Man, we got to get the first one." Yep. And the first one can't even think about the sweep and all that other stuff. Just get the first one. And I mean, if obviously if everything goes well, you know, they get to sweep and. 
get a little help. They can, you know, win the Big yep. Twelve, get a co uh, co share of the Big Twelve title. But if things go badly on the other end. Yeah, not gonna work. Things won't. Uh, they can finish as low as what, seventh. Six, seventh in yeah, the Big 12? they can finish as low as yeah. seventh. So, and with the Big Twelve tournament starting next week, you want those extra days. You want to be mm-hmm. able to sit back and relax and not have to use up your entire pitching staff during that time to play for a Big Twelve championship. Yep. So there's so much that's riding on this. But again, take it easy. Go out there and relax. You've been. You've been. You've been preparing for this all year. It's no bigger than game one, but there's a little bit more riding on it at the end of the year. Well, this is great, though. I mean, this is the pressure of the postseason exactly. pretty much. You like, just, yeah. This is basically the start of the postseason. It just starts at the end of the regular season. Exactly. It's that type of feel, that type of stress, that type of pressure. Guys, got to be ready. And I mean, West Virginia's coming there and coming in, going. The champ is here. Yeah, and you got to exactly. The champ against, is here. And what's the postseason about? You're going exactly. up against the best team. You're going to beat them right and, now. And you're going this up against the time to beat it. To beat a man, you got to hey, beat the man. You got to take right. after Texas basketball, who beat Kansas at the end of the year, and then beat him in the Big Twelve tournament, and then went on and played well in the in the national tournament. Yep. You got to beat. You, they beat Kansas twice. That right. postseason started early. That. That's right. You got to have that mentality. Go so sweep West Virginia. Go ahead and win the Big 12 championship. Let's get Just keep moving on. started. Let's I do like it. I like that. That's, That's good right. mojo right there, Patrick. Good stuff there. I like it. Um, okay, we come back. We got the flex on the inside. And also, we'll give you an update. Uh, that's a big golf event happening. There Give is. Up there on that. And uh, them, live, them live guys are back. Dang. The live guys are back at are the top really of the leaderboard. Sure? I know yes, they he are. is. I see him. Yeah, we'll get into that <laughs> on the other side right here on Ball Don't Lie. Wonderful night the horn. Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn. I don't even know what this is, but I like it. It's the Eagles. Oh, man. I know. That's why I like it then. I wasn't sure why. I was like, man, I kind of like this. What's the name of this song? Uh, One of These Nights. Okay. Man, I love the opening to it. It's fantastic. I also love the Eagles, so that makes sense. Uh, all right, you can uh, be a part of the show. Spec Sex Sounds the best way to do it. 512-337-3776. It is a new theme Thursday, uh, and based on the songs that Patrick plays, some that broaden our horizons, just like this one, Hard's not supposed to gather clues that lead us to the new theme of the day. And even though I really like the jam, I really do not know what the new theme of the day is. Hard, you got something? This isn't the official start of summer, is it? No. Okay. That's good. That's no, good I think stuff. the official start of summer is in June, right? Yeah. yeah. I think Still, though, I like that. that was I good. like it. I like You're it. You're thinking outside the box. I like this. Um, okay. I got nothing still. That was good, though, Harch. Right. This is smooth, though. I mean, it you, is. You, it's almost like Yacht Rockish. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. It's almost Yacht Rockish. That is not the that, theme either. Oh, okay. That that was, that either. Is, I like it, was, it. I like where you're going. Yeah. And the next song's going to kind of fall into that, too. But it's not the theme. <laughs> okay. Not Yacht which is Craig Way's favorite genre exactly. of music. Craig I'm surprised Craig ain't texted us and uh, like trying to help us out. Craig loves some, some Yacht Rock. It is so strange how obsessed he is with Yacht Rock. Him and his beautiful wife, they'll go to Yacht Rock concerts. Really into it. All right. <clears throat> Hopefully we'll get the new theme of the day uh, with the next hint. All right. Let's get to the flex, gentlemen. FLXATX.com. Um, FLXATX on all your social media platforms. 
Uh, also, uh, check out the Flex because, or the Flex website, I should say, because you can get the Wednesday Night Flex uh, replay, the, uh, the podcast of last night's show, uh, which was great. Uh, we got a chance to uh, hang out uh, with a couple of the guests, or at least one of their guests. Um, so you can go check out at flxatx.com. You can get all of the replays of the Flex shows, the Wednesday Night Flex, but you can also uh, get last night's Flex, and you can get the schedule of the upcoming 7-on-7 tournaments for the Flex area. That'll be coming up this weekend, actually. Yeah. The first start of the 7-on-7 uh, tournament. So go check that out. And I know my man Harge, he's uh, been talking about some big-time uh, playoff baseball games happening here in the Flex area. No doubt. This is a busy time, and we've been talking about how important this series is with the University of Texas hosting West Virginia, where just as important is Round Rock and Westlake. Mm-hmm. This is one that we've been waiting for, and it just sucks. And I was talking to a bunch of scouts today just trying to get some background on all of this. It said it just kind of sucks that they're playing each other in the third round. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, man. Because they'll be eliminate each other. championship yeah. caliber matchup. Exactly. Yeah, These yeah. are two of the best teams in the area, two, big, two of the best teams in the state. They're both ranked in the top ten, mm. and now they've got to battle each other and knock each other out. And the same can be said for uh, Cedar Park and Rouse. They've got a one-game playoff. That is going to be taking place tonight at Concordia, uh, winner take all. This is another one, a little local rivalry against each other from the same area. And then you also got to look at Georgetown baseball as they're continuing their quest to go back-to-back state champions as they take on Lake Creek. All of their games will be played in Mumford. That also starts tonight. And a shout-out to uh, Georgetown Mm -hmm. softball. They, too, will be playing in Mumford as well. So the softball and, of course, baseball will be playing together uh, on the road. So shout out to all those teams and best of luck to them. As I said before, this is this sucks that they got to battle each other right now. And Lake Travis. Lake Travis, I ain't forgot about hey. you. You take on San Antonio Johnston. Oh, excuse me, San Antonio Johnson tonight as well. So best of luck to all of you. Uh, yeah, um, I can't uh, wait. And uh, Harsh Knock Life, what you got coming up, Harsh Knock Life? Well, we're efforting to find out mm-hmm. if we're going to have Coach Carter I know you were come efforting. Up. Yeah, okay, so I thought that was he the starts case. batting practice right about now. And so he was trying to figure out if he was going to be able to be off the field in time to come on with us. If not, uh, I'll talk a little bit about Round Rock and my man Cameron. My man Cameron Parker will be calling the game at Round Rock and hey, I will be and what? I will be jumping on with him wow. during the broadcast for a little Big bit. Big time, yeah. I, mean, I gotta yeah. tell you, man, Cameron is uh, he's, he's smooth, he's, man. He's expanding the brand a little bit. Yeah. Every time I hear about uh, Cameron, he's calling uh, action for some different sport. Yep, he's, he's called he's, action he's, for like three different sports, he, I believe. He did at least. swimming and diving. That's what I'm gonna say. Yeah, he yeah. did like three or four different sports. He's a renaissance man, and I gotta tell you, and working with Craig Way on Light the Tower, absolutely, can't be working with a better mentor than the voice of the Longhorns. You can the definitely best learn business. something. What? <laughs> And Man, if you're not, the time. you're not trying. I'm around Craig for five <laughs> minutes. I usually learn something. Trust uh, me. I, and if you want to uh, hear Harge's uh, interview, it was a great one, by the way, with the Westlake uh, head base, uh, baseball coach, uh, coach JT Blair. Blair. Yeah. That is on the podcast page. That's yesterday's Harsh Knock Life. That's at 430. Go check it out. It was really good. He was hyped. He yeah. got he got me hyped. <laughs> we had some people that texted us. They were like, "Oh, he's intense." Yes, he's, he's like, very yeah, yeah, he's intense. ready to go. He's ready to but go. he was out at practice, I believe. Yeah, and we heard the bats in the background. So yeah. I think he was like literally at practice. Had just got done, probably yelling at somebody. <laughs> got on the phone and wanted to yell at somebody while he was on the phone. Yeah. And probably was pressing mute while he was yelling at somebody. So he was doing some real coaching out there, man. So uh, uh, go check My bad, that out. Taylor. My bad, Taylor. Uh-oh. They're taking on Salado. My bad. Uh-oh. I'm sorry. Uh-oh. I'm sorry. 
He's oh. got Taylor and three. Taylor Ducks are <laughs> playing at Eastview, <laughs> going up against Salado. That is right. That is right. No, you need to go with the, at the Steve Harvey. Uh, I have to apologize. I, I have to apologize. <laughs> I forgot about Taylor. And you know what turns out? I was reading an article <laughs> about that randomly, and Steve Harvey's career actually after that it took Sky an upswing. Rock. Yeah, skyrocket. Up it was almost like Mike Gundy's "I'm a, I'm a man" moment. Where remember after that, uh, he said ironically, Mike Gundy. After that, he became known in a lot of households for the "I'm a man" rant, and it went viral at the right time. And instead of it having a detrimental effect on his kind of Q score and his favorability rating, yeah. it actually went through the roof. People liked him more after that. No doubt. He said it actually helped him in recruiting. People thought it would hurt him in recruiting, and it didn't. Same thing for Steve Harvey. The I have to apologize thing, that moment of contrition and him just being humble and said, hey, man, I screwed it up. My, My bad. bad. It, yeah, <laughs> yeah. it really did. It actually helped his career. Everybody thought it would hurt his career. Uh, so give it up for Steve Harvey. Random no doubt. So, yeah, just, just so you know, sometimes, all right, you hit rock bottom, Sometimes hitting rock bottom can be a springboard. Yeah, I was going to say, you get a catapult. Boom. There it is. Right back up where you need to be. Right. All right. right. Lesson, kiddos. Uh, (laughs) All right. uh, Let's get a little lesson. Message. Message uh, for the PGA. The PGA uh, championship happening right now as we speak. Uh, And those live guys, man, they just won't go away. Bryson DeChambeau right now, he is uh, leading. He's at the top of the leaderboard right now at four under. Um, I believe he is done for the day. But Scotty Scheffler, shout out to the lifetime long one. He's at three under. He is tied with Corey Connors and Sepp Straka uh, mm-hmm. at three under. Uh, and then there's Ryan Fox at two under, uh, along with uh, Victor Hovland, Keegan Bradley, and Thomas Pietras also at two under. Oh, let's go. So there you go. Uh, so, yeah, you got, long as long as there's a live guy around the top of the leaderboard, I think it makes it a little bit more interesting. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, I, I don't want him to win. I don't want him to win. You just right. want him in the mix. I, I, and I, sometimes, you know, I root for the bad guys in the movie, but I don't want them to win. I just want them to make the movie better. I want to make the plot more interesting. That's yeah. why I have to root for the bad guy. At the end of the movie, I do want the bad guy to ultimately end up losing or to get killed or whatever. Because most of the time, getting back full circle, that bad guy is going to have that monologue, that yep. soliloquy, all right, where he talks too damn much at the end of the movie, and then he's going to end up being his own worst enemy. Being no doubt. The reason for his own demise. He will that's, be over there talking instead of killing. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully that's uh, Bryce and Dishevo in the lift, uh, guys, but I do think it makes it more interesting. All right, we come back. We'll try to keep it interesting. We'll talk Texas uh, football a little bit. We got some Bijan Rojo news for you. We're going to talk Cowboys as well, and we got to give a shout-out to an all-time great having a birthday today. We'll do that as well right here on Ball Don't Lie, 104.9 The Horn.